which is a show happening next week that my character Jolie LaVie is in and a couple other things like some Black Nerds Unite stuff some geeky stuff happening in Boston with some other geeks that I know about art so we'll talk about that what's up you got tidbits I got a little bit tidbits alright I'm with it I'm with it and also on the other side of the table we have Ripley hi hi (laughs) and by behind you just like creeping just waiting for the moment to strike that's being the room Shayna I like how you got the shit, the, the, the fan too. It's, it looks like kind of, what, what was it? Uh, Melina from Mortal Kombat. You just like ready? Oh, yeah. oh yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah. Yes. I love to kill you with Katana a fan. Was the fans? Yeah. Uh, Melina the had the side. Side. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, look, look at me messing up references. Go ahead. And doing the wrong. Wait, was that Spider-Man? Yeah. No, this okay. you're doing this. So that was I, no, Spider-Man. I, I, I was not doing That's that. That's Spider-Man. Oh, sorry. Okay, if anyone couldn't see my fingers, I was trying to do like the... Oh, the sword. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it was like... Yeah, that just looks lewd. Yeah. It's just like, hey, what's in the wild crazy I guess? I'm like, you down, yo. This, this, this went to a weird place. What's it called? Kids on Trump, brother. Damn. Oh. No, not. And in the back there, bringing up the rear. We have none other than Eric Summers. All right, but now we have an awesome, action-packed, <laughs> fun-filled show for you. We are talking none other than Ripley's favorite movie, Godzilla. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> King of the Monsters. <laughs> what are you doing? Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Apparently, we found out before the show this in differing opinions, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. Also, Cassandra's going to give us the lowdown and the showdown, the bro-down that is... Old School Game Show, United Colors of Burlesque, and all the things burlesque, and also some really fun comic book stuff happening in Boston. So first, I'm just going to talk about Old School Game Show. Mm-hmm. Come on out next Saturday at Oberon. I am a cubic zirconia dancer. Do you know what an honor that is? I I, I did not know. Well, I let me tell you. I get to wear gold lame. Oh, I'm living for Gold LeMay. And we do really just these wonderful power moves. We do the hot hands when we dance. We do jazz hands. There's the Vegas walk. There's a lot to see in Old School Game Show. And next week's episode is about fantasy, y'all. So fantasy without giving away too much and spoiling alert. You know, there's a battle between two popular fantasy genres and movies and I'll just say that I'm going to have a bow and arrow before I dance and you should come out for that. It's going to be really fun. Let's go Joe's And then United Colors of Burlesque is coming up which this guy is the voice of. Oh, so yeah, oh yeah. Oh man, y'all asked me to be oh, part yeah. of this thing. Oh yeah, you know sometimes I... we love your voice, so you know <laughs> come sometimes. come here, Pat or <laughs> July. Sometimes. Yeah. Also wanted to shout out my boy Professor Vexa Barrington Edwards out there. What up, geeks? Black nerds so unite up over here. So I just wanted to let you all know that at the Vexa University in Roxbury, Massachusetts, me and my boy Barrington and a bunch of his nerd friends and a bunch of his artist friends and comic book people were all a bunch of artists we're getting together and we're developing some comic books that are going to come out of boston boston artists so some of you might be in mine you know okay. you, might, you might need to be a, a, a villain though i think you're a villain wow yeah okay. i think you're a villain. i don't know i don't know I don't know what made you think I'm a film. I'm just saying. But I see how it is yeah, now. See. You saw you was going to get your puppy back. Tall. You didn't know I had him. He's tall. He's tall. He's tall. That's all that is. So, you know, you're going to be, a, you're going to be like, we just, he wants us to make it a Boston-based comic book, which we know in Boston, there's like five black people. So. And they're Six. all in this room. And we're all in this room. We'll be gathered around in solidarity. Oh yeah, there's a guy down over there that you don't see. Yeah, we all huddle um, together for warmth. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys, you know, want to shoot out to Pat some ideas, maybe you want to be a character in my book, you have some sort of power that you want me to put out there for you, definitely just reach out to Pat. But for the most part, I'm just, you know, going to be snatching up all of y'all. 
Because, right. you know. I, I appreciate that. These are the... So that's right. So so y'all will get snatched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't worry. You sold it. You sold it. That's my power. <laughs> so you sit. That's right. That's right. It's all about the confidence. It's <laughs> very much so. You look at maybe the power to sound white over the phone. I'm what? really good at that. Hi, my name what? is Cassandra, and I'm here to help you. Would nah, you like any deep. help? That's nah. too deep. Uh, it's, 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 um, too sister. it's more like it's too sister. Let's do Hi, it. Hi, my name is Sandy. Oh, what can I do to help you with today? Who are you? Oh, <laughs> Oh wait, my that favorite was, one was, is was, this. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> And I this is so inappropriate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like Tell me that the power. It's excuse you know. me. Excuse me. Can I speak to your manager? <laughs> I am very disappointed about my service today. Can I uh, no, no, I need to speak to your manager right now. Oh but I am the manager. If I may join the train wreck. <laughs> Such a train wreck. Uh, but it, this is her power now. Now you know you're gonna be in the gothic book. Ex- right? Excuse me, do you do you people have a permit to be here? I'm I'm sorry, I gotta I got I gotta I gotta check on that. So why aren't we reviewing thank you for listening today? Cause uh Oh no 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 right now we are talking about we're talking about Godzilla. The king of the monsters up from the depths. Thirty stories high, breathing fire. If anyone knows Godzilla, they hate me right now because that is from the Godzilla cartoon show. Worse, worse, worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gave this fool a nephew that was, it the, was the, the, so the, 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 the cute. Bumbling. You mean yeah, like now? Godzuki. That Godzuki. Godzuki. Yes. Yes. I think I blacked uh, that whole show out of my know? life. Oh, like until you just mentioned you know, it, I, I, I just had like I have PTSD from every it. piece of Godzilla media that has come out in my lifetime. Mm, that's me and Dracula. Like even <laughs> even the um cartoon show that was you know tied to the 1990. Yes, where they gave him seven two. seven or three. Why do I the keep... 1998 Eight. Okay. Uh, Godzilla with, with Matthew Broderick and the Worms. Yeah. yeah. Like, I watched the wow. cartoon. Funny enough, the cartoon show was much better than the movie. Oh, yes, it was. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, they gave Godzilla these, like, two, um, what, what, what were they, detectives? It's one of those shows where they have, oh like... Oh, my God. They have, Another like, one I blacked that one. They don't go to school. <laughs> they don't go to jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They're just, like, out in the world. With Godzilla, it's like they're psychic. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Godzilla's a great day. Which, Godzilla's the Great Dane. Yeah, that's, not, that's not bad, but how you gonna get him into the van while y'all do while y'all smoke weed? I don't know. You can't cram Godzilla into a VW bus. It's just, it's just not like Toka Toka joint. No. I just love yeah. how in Japan, like they hate that version of Godzilla. They they call him Zilla, not Godzilla, right. just Zilla. And then they did a cool, movie though. where Godzilla kills him. <laughs> Very quickly, oh, too. Okay, I, 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 I missed that one. That I need to see. Need to lighten this. What, 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 what was this? Oh my god. Pat, like, it I looks feel like, like it's about to be a fight, and then Zilla squares up, it's down. over in like less than five minutes. That's <laughs> Okay, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I bl- I blinked. I blacked out on how crappy those. Like just now, I'm having like flashbacks of oh, being like, no, "What the hell is this?" That's, that's the correct action. Man. Well, there's, uh, there's also like 35 movies. Yeah, so, and, and counting. So yeah, and, and counting. varying quality since like yeah. 1955. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about let's talk about this picture now. We're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is actually a follow-up, not to Shin Godzilla. Which came out um, a couple years ago, or to the Netflix animated Godzilla, where you think they might expand the universes. One, those animated ones were hot garbage. Just, 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 the, just the, the pinnacle of just, of just fat. You, know you said it but, in Creole. But yeah. it, it, it had to be known, like the legitimacy of how bad those were. But Shin Godzilla was one that was a return to form of Godzilla movies, they carry a message of just like anti-nuclear power, anti-atomic uh, war, anti, you know, we don't blow everything up with like hydrogen bombs and such, because then we get random lizards that, you know, fire lasers out of their neck and they're going to kill us all, you know, stuff like that. This is actually a continuation of the 2014 uh, Godzilla with Brian Cranston for all of 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he uh, was in like half the movie. Brian Cranston? Yeah. For 45 seconds? He was in half the movie in flashback. He was alive <laughs> for 45 seconds. <laughs> uh, 
of the actual runtime of the movie. He's in almost half of it. Yeah. You got 45 seconds and he got his picture. Yeah, hey, you know what? I'm not mad at I'm like, this is a man who did several villain voices on Power Rangers, so I am. Yeah, that's yeah. surprising. Yeah. It was such yeah. a villainy voice. He puts on the Heisenberg hat. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, get off my lawn! <laughs> if every episode of Breaking Bad had him like, oh, you want to buy it from Heisenberg, do you? <laughs> that would be the greatest show ever, ever. in the history of television. <laughs> Alright, but um, this is a continuation of that story, which returns Ken Watanabe and Godzilla and nobody else. I mean, there actually are a couple people who are in, it's just that they didn't have, they weren't like big parts. A lot of the people who are involved in Monarch, like some of the, they were in the previous one. I don't, I, I, I don't like, remember Joe Morton in there. I think Yes, he, Miles um, Dyson himself, Joe Morton, is in this movie. No, not him. But Again, I, for all of 45 I said, seconds. Like I said, people who worked at Monarch, because I think one of the, um, one of the other scientists definitely was in the previous one. Uh, which in one? the previous which one, one? The, the home yeah. woman. Oh god. Oh Dr. yes. Lee. Yeah, like Doctor Lee, I think. Why don't we know her name? She was in that Jackie Chan movie of just. Yeah, I think she, she was, was in oh, Rush Hour. She also played twins in this movie yeah. that I did not connect while I was watching. Why? No, there, there was no reason to connect it. That no, was... there was. There was. No, I mean it was it was a thing, but we don't get that they're twins until that Easter egg. Yeah, and I'm like. And I was like, it's just like the thing from the movie. And I was like, ah, so I like that. Shut up. All right. <laughs> All right. And that, that's not a spoiler because that is some of the most obscure material in this picture. Mm. I actually am going to come out and say I was really impressed with this. I was really curious about where they could possibly take the Godzilla story now because Godzilla movies have always really filtered down into story 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 I'm kind of I'm kind of bored this is time for a bathroom break get some popcorn etc oh wait the fight is starting now I'm paying attention so <laughs> yeah they got rid of all the chaff this was just Going huge fight scene traveling to the next fight scene huge fight scene on the way to the next fight Huge fight! Oh, someone's down. Okay, I mean, what's going on? Well, they're fighting with everyone else because they're there. That <laughs> yeah, and it's just like they finally learned what we want to see in these Godzilla movies. We want to see the fight. It's big kaiju battles versus big kaiju battles. Yet also, at no point did they call them kaijus in this movie. No, they're titans. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. You know. You know what? Updated. And... I feel like the average American would just mess the word up anyway. <laughs> I just wish I could have actually seen those fight scenes. Okay, yeah, we got to this earlier. the rain and the, the mud and the random clips to characters that we actually didn't know. That like that last fight scene uh -huh. was constant clips between the the main characters we're following, the the main battle ongoing and then yep. some random soldier that we never get a name for. We, we never know who this person him. is. Ice T, uh, Ice T, Ice Cube Jr. <laughs> is in this His subject. name is O'Shea. O'Shea. I know, his, O'Shea his name Jackson. is O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> <laughs> He's Ice Cube's son. You may recognize yeah. him as playing his, as playing Ice Cube yeah, straight yeah. out of Compton. Which I also, <laughs> mm, the other soldier was Anthony Ramos from Hamilton. Like, if, and um, she's gotta have it. Like, if anybody I thought he looks familiar. Does. That was the dude? Yeah, yeah that He's was the dude. Okay, all right, so yeah, they do have these are they're, 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 they're faces without names just yet. Most they're a little too new in Hollywood. Like, but they did a good job doing absolutely nothing. I mean, <laughs> yes. what I want to know is like this is an, Monarch is an organization. Okay, the storyline, quick breakdown, uh, just for context. Uh, Monarch is an organization. Monarch <laughs> ha now has uh, like worldwide resources. They've got hidden bases on like every continent and every ocean. Most they are ones. ridiculous. But what this comes down to is Monarch has resources all over the world. Now when these sense. resources like are repurposed uh, for the purpose of essentially destroying the world. Because mm -hmm. they have a grand plan. That grand plan turns out to be, well, we can hit a reset button with lots and lots of violence. So when their resources are turned against them, we get one wreck. I keep saying ragtag band. One group of uh, monarch scientists and soldiers uh, that end up fighting pretty much every giant monster that has been laying dormant. And there are a lot of freaking monsters yeah. that are laying dormant on this planet. <laughs> now, we mentioned O.C. Jackson Jr. Yes. He is like the lead group of these just invincible soldiers. They well, go through, I, we saw them get stepped on, we saw them get shot, dropped out of planes, and they were like, oh, well, I mean, I guess he's dead. And they're right back there, front and center of the next no, scene. No, like, everybody but him and Anthony Ramos dies. No, good. no, the, 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 the pilot as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah, but then there's that means the, they the commander, it's like, she doesn't die. I was yeah. so happy that right? she did not die. Like, yes. 
I was like, the black lady in charge missed it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's a movie And she had good sense, so I liked mm-hmm. it. Yes. Also, she was military, but not like blindly following the no, kill them all the, and the gods sort the of out. No, straight up uh, military uh, ones mm-hmm. made dumbass decisions. Yeah. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. they were focused. Yes, they did. Unlike every other gods in the movie where they're... No. Uh, <laughs> where they always make dumbass. Well, you know what? Because yeah. they should have been wearing Star Trek blue uniform spots. Because you know they always die first. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was a mistake. Mm. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. one thing that really made me happy is every Godzilla movie has been Godzilla fights one monster, maybe two. In this one, he fought, what, 12? At a time, mm-hmm. they were. They, they, they cut the 12. In the, no, no. I, that, that was exactly. more than the one. Okay, okay, that was an exaggeration for comedy sense. I want to thank you for picking apart my joke when in the middle of it. And that's that. my joke. Good looking out, good looking out. Um, no, what I'm, what I'm getting at is this picture introduces uh, several different Godzilla monsters that exist in this world. So it's not just we know of Godzilla and then, oh, this mysterious thing that came over okay, the horizon. Okay, giant mastodon. He's saying there's tons of them. I think, they, I think a few of them were fabricated for this movie. Yeah, though. no, mm-hmm. I, I figured that. Because they, yeah. they also brought back the Muto. Like, oh, yeah. That, that was, I just there like was the, a Muto. I, I just so like to like, think there was more than one, one you know? <laughs> this one is Muto Jr. Yeah, I, I'm guessing an egg must have been laid somewhere. And then they hatched. That, yeah. That's it, been it, a Godzilla yeah. thing yeah, forever. Godzilla. Like, there's always a random egg. Like, all right. Well, what this comes down <laughs> Years to is later. they brought back characters from the previous in- installation. This is a story that we've seen uh, the, the the I don't know the initial sprouts of, and they took it to what they felt at least was the next logical conclusion. What I want to hear is what were y'all opinions of Godzilla, King of the Monsters? I gotta say it like that every time. No, we, we can't go around because I, yeah. I'm chopping at the bit. I'm, I'm just gonna jump right. Ripley, I want to know. Yes, yeah. Why, why are you coming for me? Because you dangled, me? you dangled that carrot early on. You can't give <laughs> us that kind of. All right. Uh, what, yeah, was your, what was your uh, 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 opinion of Godzilla, King of the Monsters? So I, I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I will put it right out there that I am not the target audience for the the huge blockbuster films that are our constant loud barrages. I bring earplugs to the movies because I'm old. Uh, And I also need to protect my ears because I'm a musician. Uh, But... Really what... So it doesn't help that I keep yelling, KING! Oh no, you're you're fine, you're fine, you're lovely. Okay. Uh, but... Ripley, continue, please! <laughs> what? Thank you! Uh... QUIET, EVERYONE! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the issue that I had was, I am all about the monsters. When I... I, I love the old school Godzilla movies. Like, I... That's what I was watching when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, was... The practical effects, because I'm a, a practical effects junkie. I mm-hmm. I love seeing the monsters. And the thing that just killed it for me was looking at the art for the movie, like the poster that was placed outside the movie theater, where you could see actual definition in the character. And then thinking of the experience I just had, where every single monster had a... Um, a dirt silhouette. <laughs> a, I rolled around in the mud for a while, and I'm indistinguishable from mud and grass and rock. And yes, they're supposed to be like kind of natural creatures. I, I got that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that it just, in combination with everything being a kind of like a dark dirt tone, uh, a dirt or rock tone, and then uh, the amount of rain and constant disorientation, like it, it just kind of felt like a mess. Mm. Just okay. like kind of like a mushy mess. I didn't have like the wonder except for except for Mothra. They gave Mothra like a really beautiful entrance and like yeah, some good really stuff was done with Mothra. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's OG he's an OG guess he's gotta Mothra. come out with his stuff. Yeah, except she you know, this she this time. She yeah, and you could feel that in the, the character's treatment. The which I also hated. I hated that they took Mothra, who had uh, his original like own movies, mm-hmm. where he was a contender, like going up against mm-hmm. King of the Monsters Godzilla, and now we have Mothra, who thankfully had like you know one kill, but ultimately is just the female I mean, sidekick for Godzilla. But was, but was it even a kill? It wasn't. You're it right. Wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even a kill. It was like it one like kill, and Wait then a you think Mothra was nerfed in this? Because I thought yes. Mothra had. Yes. You too? I, mean, I do. I'll be fair. Mothra wow, was the a... least physically imposing of the titans that they showed. Well, yeah, because Mothra's so, body was mostly like those wings. wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, essentially, 
Mothra became the mage character in the um the team essentially. Uh, he was like technical support because Mothra's wings literally right. Mothra's wings literally like radiation Detected. fell off fell off of he could like shake radiation off of his wings and yeah, that's the thing that was would up. power up Godzilla. So that's why, like I get the dynamic because they were trying to show them that they were like symbiote like um species, symbiote, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but they also I, made that weird because they were like, I wish they made oh, well, wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. Do you mean they were, like... do you mean they were symbiotic titans? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too good. Continue, please. I, didn't, I had to get oh, that. Oh, just at the point where they're talking about, uh, in the, in the movie, the point where they talk about the symbiotic relationship, there's a very clear, uh, like, awkward moment discussion where it's kind of like, like, so, uh, she's female and Godzilla's male. Mothra's the queen and, uh, Godzilla's the king. How does that? Yeah, like, how does it seem real? And then somebody had to say uh, essentially that they were they had like a symbiotic relationship. It wasn't. Uh, they like tried that. to oh, make one. Oh, <laughs> keep in mind where that's coming from. That was obviously comic relief because it's oh, from the, it's from that same dude that has supposedly he. <laughs> suppo- you okay there, man? I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say every 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 dumbass line that yeah, one of those. Yeah, come on, you you know better. Get, get, get <laughs> came from like one person. Yeah. And, and I mean, he played the part well. Mm-hmm. He, play, he played the part very well. What's that crinkling sound? Oh, that was me knowing. Silence. All right, but um, I. I like the presentation of Mothra mm-hmm. in this. Most, you're right. A lot of um, one thing I really dug was making allowances for the CG. But I like that they've managed to include that much CG without me noticing every second of it. Mm-hmm. Because this was obviously wall to wall. They much. spend so much time mm-hmm. on those kaiju, on excuse me, on those titans mm-hmm. that yeah, you're gonna notice every like loose pixel, every mm. random awkward something or other. And right. I really felt That's like I was watching some weirdly designed giant freaky I mean, creatures I mean, I think go at it hardcore. And you're right, it was a it was repeat. dark. Yeah. I think for the most so. part the character designs for the um Titans were um like that. What you call it? Good representations of what the costume characters would have looked like if they were like real mm-hmm. and like flesh creatures. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that they gave uh, they gave Ghidra. I know, right? Uh, they gave Ghidra. Uh, uh, Ghidra. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's um, good. That was the, good pronunciation. You're, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Nice. <laughs> um, personality. Different person. The heads had like a had like a Three Stooges thing going on with the other one. It's like it's like one who's like we're gonna kill these guys, right? And the other one's like, hey, what's that over there? I want some snacks. Like, pay attention. And the third one's like, hey, leave them alone. It's like, shut up, not head. <laughs> and they going back and forth. That and it, 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 it was it sounds like something that would be really really annoying over time, but they use it just sparingly enough that it took serious moments and made, gave them like a, a quick bit of uh, like comic relief. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, oh, I'm actually I'm. It reminds you, oh, I'm having fun in this. Right. What? Who, who saw that coming? Like, I enjoyed seeing that it wasn't just the big bad creature is the big bad creature. Because I drool on myself. <laughs> it, it was, it gave the villain a little more depth. I, and here's the, here's the other thing, and I get what you mean about, like, because Ghidra or however you want to say it, like. Uh, Hank. All right. Um. The thing about him, like even in the old movies, like the whole point is his one of his things is that as he flies, he kicks up a storm. Mm-hmm. And I get that they were trying to represent that well, but but unfortunately, he kicks up like a Category Six hurricane. Yeah, and yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> that was a the thing. Massive hurricane everywhere he goes. Yeah, so that was his thing. So I get yeah. where visibility would be an issue at times like when he arrives like yeah like you can see more as the fight goes on especially when the atomic breath and the electric with electricity starts going off like mm-hmm. you see, which again i like that because the pops of color look really dynamic and mm-hmm. it's cool i wish i could have seen rodan a little clearer but i did like the general um way they did so yeah like yeah. because he had like actual fire because he came out of volcano so mm-hmm. he had fire just coming uh-huh. off of him mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was cool. nice. like there's the motion so effects were dope then yeah. yeah and also i don't know if anybody else heard this but when mothra hatches 
you can hear the Mothra song for like a very quick second. Yeah, they and did like, that a few times. They have like mm -hmm. little Easter eggs for if anyone's Yes, and the, the two scientists, they're essentially, this will be parallel to the tiny priestesses because apparently their mother and grandmother, who are also apparently twins, what you call it, were also part of Monarch and they studied Mothra. And I was like, the tiny, which the tiny priestesses were my favorite part wow. <laughs> of the Mothra movies when I was a kid. So... Yeah, no, I, I vibe that. I like there was just so much like little crunchy pieces of Easter egg just everywhere. And I, I, I appreciated you got that, it so much. Yeah. No, you know, no, what? Like, no, made me slightly eternally sad, but I would have laughed. What? If that song Come With Me had came on from the um ninety eight Godzilla movie. And then like, Godzilla oh. stepped up off there. I'm back there with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just there like no way. It comes down. It's <laughs> <laughs> like here's for your non-rapping ass. <laughs> I can't. But we didn't even talk about the secondary villain in this. We just freaking Charles Dance. Oh, Charles Dance in that piece. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. Everyone, he's Tyler. He's Tyler. Just stay just in his character. He's never played a good guy in 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 his entire career, and then he's it's gonna happen before he dies, and I'm going to lose my damn mind. All right. Well, Charles Dance, if anyone doesn't know, is an actor who's notorious for playing these really intense, really just like in your face characters it's without like really doing much. Just life. like mm -hmm. he's got that like dry British, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, air to him. Yeah. I mean, and he does kill a lot of people. He does kill a lot of people. He I kills th almost this, as many people as the kaiju. This almost. might be his highest body count to date, indirectly. Mm. Yeah, but Charles Dance, I remember him as Sado Numspa from The Golden Child. Mm. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah. Some of us right yeah. now. Yeah. All right, fine. Would, would, would you be better off if I said Benedict oh. from uh, <laughs> Really? <laughs> Like you're just making sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Rim was so fun, and Pacific Rim 2 was a complete cash grab. But Godzilla King of the Monsters gave me something that I had always hoped they'd kind of do, and they never really did in the old movies, which is have Godzilla fight more than one monster, and have more than one monster fight at a time. They had Godzilla fighting uh, uh, Godzilla fighting Gordon, and uh, and Rodan, and Rodan, back up by uh, Mothra, and in the mix. <clears throat> All these other monsters are just like there saying, hey, we exist. Whoever goes down, we got next. And you're just waiting like, oh, it's about to be some real mm -hmm. All right, so I say thumbs up. Shayna? I say thumbs up. It's entertaining. And, and if you're if you're a hardcore, like, God, um, mm -hmm. Zilla fan, you, there's lots of little nods to you. So it's like so much fan service. So yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're cool with just a lot of fan service, mm -hmm. go see this movie. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Right, so for King Godzilla, of the Geek Down. It's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Excuse me, Godzilla King <laughs> of the Monsters. Alright, it's available in theaters now, um, starring Ken Watanabe and a host of brand new characters, including O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. Alright, Sandra Charles. Hey. Thanks for joining us on the Geek Down. Alright. Alright. Well, now. so once again, we talked about old school game shows. Mm -hmm. Shouting you guys out to come to that. But I wanted to talk more about United. And what we do, especially what what you do. So United Colors of Burlesque was my solution of getting more people of color to do the burlesque art form. So we have our Boston burlesque scene here, which is a very fun scene. I think we're, for the most part, pretty accepting to people. We have dancers, we have people who fly, we have people who just stand there and look cute. The point of the burlesque community, at least for me, is that it offered a chance to perform and it also offered a chance to just be you. Now here's the problem. We live in Boston. Boston is very white. Extraordinarily so. Extraordinarily white. So, so many ways. one of the things that I have learned about Boston being a tech person, being an artist, being a performer, being a producer is that Boston loves to outsource their artists, and that includes visual arts, that includes music, that for, for a school, for a place that we have all these wonderful schools and all this focus on art, when it comes to the POCs, there's a lot of importing people. And so United Colors of Burlesque was kind of my solution to going, you know, you don't have to call upon so-and-so because they live in Philadelphia where it's a black city. Um, not because I don't want those performers to come and grace our stages. I love when they come and they support us and they support me. But 
We have beautiful brown and black performers here. We have people who want to do burlesque because it gives them the confidence. It's not necessarily I want to be famous. You know, when I do classes or if I teach a Hills class, a lot of these women, especially the, the sisters, the women of color, they're like, oh, I didn't know that I could be sexy. And I'm like blown away by, you know, yes, you are. It seems to be very much um, focused on white feminist beauty. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always left out, like, in those particular mm -hmm. forms. Like, when it comes to, like, LGBTQ, like, mm -hmm. stuff, we're often left out. Mm -hmm. When it comes to femini feminism, Mm -hmm. <laughs> like any foreign moving for any other group, yeah, we're just kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> especially that for me. And I was talking to, to to you guys about like I am a certain age, and um, yeah, thank you. But my age group is the age group of friends coming out way after college. You know, maybe might have been that one person that came out in high school. And then there's a whole even back and forth of now going, oh, this person was queer. Oh, no, by the way, you were, you know, no, this is not a surprise. And, but there's also a lot of me having to um, explain to people my age that, guess what? One of your kids might be gay. <laughs> one of your kids might be queer. And you can't, you know, we're still, I'm still in a, in a age group of very homophobic people. Mm -hmm. I'm still in an age group of misogynistic Caribbean men, if you will. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I'm saying is that that kind of upbringing for me was like, okay, if I'm in the middle and I'm going, okay, I, but this is beautiful. I want the queer sisters and brothers to come out. I want them to be comfortable. Here's the platform where it can be comfortable. That's United Colors for Love. And don't import other, we got queer women here, black women. We have gay black men here. We have straight black men who can dance. We have straight black women who want to sing opera, who like, you know, DC and Marvel comics. And you don't have to import us. That's right. We don't we don't we don't want your kind around here. <laughs> we get we, we got our own. We can't ship people of color, please. We don't we don't, we, we don't actually need to do We don't we don't need your kind around these cars. <laughs> <laughs> also there's something weird about the thought process of shipping people of color. Well that's yeah. but, but you know what? Even in that even in that eat to think about it, even in that in your ear. Mm -hmm. So when I did when I do tech theater, when I was doing it for community theaters you don't know how many times, and still to this day, I get emails or I get calls, can you find me a black actor? Mm. Here's why. The black actors get hit to the fact that they're not going to get casted in Boston. Right. So they go SAG. Right. Then when they are in Boston, they can't, they don't, they can't work because they're SAG, they're union. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking for the community or you're looking for people who do it for the love of it or the passion of it, or, you know, when I'm trying to learn and grow, the fact that I have to get a call still, can you find me a black person? And then they either do a play that's an all black play that you know you're not going to get casted fully. Mm -hmm. So then you import in people or you decide that all of a sudden, you know, uh, a colored museum got one white girl in it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, or they'll do a play like uh, cat on a hot tin roof where I found my one friend who got to play the maid you know it's it, so it it gets a little it gets a little yeah. problematic Real. so but there's no creation for that, that. exactly yeah. so there's a possibility for you you don't have to just do burlesque like the next one is called folklores guess what POCs go out and figure out who you are and I'm not saying that you got to tell me oh you know I was born in this country at this time and this is what I did but a lot of people were going to me the POCs that have done this show like so oh my god what do I do I'm like um google the country you came from talk to your grandparents remember stories like these things that you find that were just everyday things for you as a kid is going to be interesting to tell someone else. And then guess what we start to do? We start to connect where, like for instance, there's a Korean villain, and I'm not going to say the name right, Jialing, and I'm saying the name wrong, but either way, a couple of my Korean people were like, oh, you know, there's this Korean villain, and I'm listening to them. Then all of a sudden I was like, show enough. 
that's Shonuff yeah. <laughs> from um what's the, from the Black Dragon. The Black and I'm like, Dragon. they talk about Shonuff. Oh shit. The and then like the, the last dragon. The last but the last dragon. If I may. The last dragon. If I may. Yes. Leroy! Yes! <laughs> Who's the master? Still not. The baddest. Am I the priest? Show enough. Am I the meanest? Show enough. Roughest. Show enough. Most all around in this time. Show enough. This is why I do Black and Love also. Black and Love is specifically an all-black show. Because guess what we don't get to do? We don't get to be seen as uh, sexual. And not sexy. I'm talking sexual. I'm talking Afrocentralism. I'm talking that. So that's what I wanted to do with Black and Love. I digress to that because it also started a conversation where when I wanted to do one of the shows that I want to do, what we're going to do is called Kink. And it's about black people in the kink world, which we don't talk about a lot. Right? It's taboo. You can't, you can't talk about that. Well, legit, I don't, I don't know anything. I realize being in this community that I know nothing, that I, I don't know as much Still as I think I should. Right. Things like that. And But one of the sisters like said to me. Are, black folks at church and street crime. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I know you got the rest of this. We all love the Jesus. Do we? Yeah. We all love the Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, that's my spiel. And I'm sticking to it. All right. Yeah. yeah. So come out to our that. show July 18th. Come see this guy. Last time he had on a smoking jacket, y'all. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he was very sexy. I loved every minute of oh, it. Oh, you're too kind. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> but July 18th, United Colors of Burlesque, Folklore's at the Oberon Theater. All come right. hear some stories. Now, I want to spend a couple minutes just telling y'all about the perfection. We will be perfect. Of course. In every way, shape, or form. <laughs> Why? Because we play the cello here. Uh, Perfection is a Netflix movie actually about the world of professional cello players, which sounds like. Oh, what's oh my that? God, that sounds like you want to fight? Actually, that's yeah, what right, 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 I said it the real. Uh, it actually turns out to be this really out there um, thriller, horror, psychological. I want to say warfare, but not really warfare once uh, the different the, the pieces are revealed, you know? It's surprisingly, like, enthralling. It's a movie that I wouldn't really go into thinking about, oh, the classic music, maybe I'll hear some cool tunes, you know? And it actually turns out to be this relationship between these two cellists who are the top in this really prestigious, uh, well, they were the top in different generations of this really prestigious musical academy where one comes back as, like, a guest judge of the new class competition. And at the same time, they're showcasing the current protege who's essentially on her way. This is her, this is her big performance, and we're honoring her tonight because now she goes off on the thing. And these two, uh, they meet up with each other, and mind you, they're, they're, they're both... 25 max but they're talking about oh my god i've been a fan of you for so many years are you kidding i had your poster on my wall i'm like you all are, we're, we're children yep you know i mean but, that's, but, that's no, how the classical that's, music world yeah no that's the thing it took me a minute to understand too yeah. because it's just like that's the level like that's where the the um the skills are developed and that's where they're essentially scouted Mm -hmm. to, go, uh, to get in these academies and then everything gets real serious for them real quick but that's what it leads you to believe it's about at the start and mm -hmm. after the first five or ten minutes it's all about the relationship between these two girls that develop you know they start off with I was a fan of you I was a fan of you too and then it's like hey you know you're kind of cute it's like well you are goddamn hot and then it's like well travel the world with me it's like great I would love a trip across the world. I wasn't doing anything. We have a lot in common, including playing the cello. And then, why am I throwing up insects? Mm. And it gets weird. It becomes this like really trippy psychological horror. You have no idea what's going on, what's affecting one of them, and why the other one is so damn calm about everything. And I'm as things are revealed, that's what I was just thinking. I won't say yes. I won't say no. Um, I'll say that this movie goes to a lot of places that I didn't expect, and I was actually really into it, like, from that point on. The trailer leads you to believe it might be a revenge story, or there yeah. might be some pettiness, and I'm not going to say there isn't, but the trailer in itself 
shows a lot of, well, hints at a lot of the good stuff, but it's still pretty misleading, and you won't see, understand how misleading until, like, you actually see what transpires there. And, dude, I was... Oh. But you're mind blown, because that's what I was getting, Black Swan vibe. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, right. it, okay, yeah. think about and this they're, way. they're very of, similar worlds. Right, like, that's why I mean, because the ballet, the bun heads, right. it's the yeah. same story. It's, they're done yeah. by the time they're 25, mm -hmm. and you know who they are. It's like you yeah. get, it's like orchestra people, <coughs> you get, if you get a first chair yeah. like, before you're, like... like 30. 30. That's, that's a big deal. And because right. essentially you get on an auction, you're literally waiting for somebody to die. Right. Like you're waiting for the first chair to die. To or die. Or right. Like, so, is, so is this your approach to classical music? No, that is really No, that's on, real talk. The first chair reading. is going to stay the like, first chair for their life. You know what I mean? You want to show them a ham sandwich one day. You want to talk about competitive and petty behavior in classical musicians? I was a professional violinist. I played in orchestra for years uh, like professionally and semi-professionally uh, and like I can tell you in my youth orchestras I can remember being like a, a teenager being in like middle school mm -hmm. and the kind of way that violinists talk about each other mm. is entirely based on hierarchy where it's all about how close you are to the conductor and how close you are to the first chair. Because mm -hmm. like, even in middle school, though. Oh even yeah, in, even because that's, of the that's when the competitive. That's, that's where it starts. starts. And if you isn't the conductor also double dipping? It's like the gym teacher and no. the cafeteria. No, no, oh, no. not serious schools like oh. the conservatory, or if they send them to bite my niece well, yeah, with the birthday like every Saturday, some sort of like so yeah, yeah. orchestra or something like right. that. Right, my middle school did it wrong. Well, if yeah. your school may not have like a full music program, <coughs> most schools don't these days. Okay, let's stop. Oh, yeah. Takes the thing. It's like, why are you why are you ladling out with your conductor's wand? <laughs> oh, it was it was two for one. I, 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 I go to one of the few school um, elementary schools in Boston that still has a musical instrument mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, no. <laughs> well, and and like a school program. It depends on what school you're at. Like, mm -hmm. I had choices. I grew up in Washington State, and so I had choices in terms of, like, what high school I was going to go to. I was on an island, so I had even more choices, because it's like, what boat do I want to go on? Which right. direction do I want to go? Do I want to go to Seattle, or do I want to go to Tacoma? And I went and I tried out for both the Seattle Youth Orchestra and the Tacoma Youth uh, Symphony. I ended up going with Tacoma because they didn't make me feel like hell. Um, they make us wear those flannel shirts. Oh well, the the Seattle Youth Orchestra. And keep in mind, this is this is not professional. This is not paid. This is not right. like it's you know intense. This is it's intensive. Youth. Right. They had their instrumentalists. Every single chair didn't matter if you were like up front or in the back. Every single chair had to re audition before every performance. And where uh -huh. you were in the orchestra changed based on that. So mm -hmm. if you we're doing great. You were like, you know, first chair, you're like heading up your, your section. You then have an audition, mm -hmm. you flub a note, you're now bumped back. That's keeping on your toes. Always keep your top. And always. it, it made everyone. Yeah, rushing bands yeah. do the same. And they're, and they're mm -hmm. just as competitive, Ooh. not more so. Um, oh, yeah. They do so, more exercise than the team that, that they, they Especially on a black college. Yes. Yes. That's like, yes. hell yeah. yeah. I was watching this, yeah. this documentary, Drumline. Oh, yeah. God. That documentary, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Movie, but okay. All right, so... <laughs> It, it, it just it just boggled okay, blew yeah, my mind by the time yeah. I, I got to the end. Yeah. I was really impressed, and it did not seem like the kind of film I would be into. But I'm giving this a definite thumbs up. Uh, if you're into horror movies, you'll like this. If you're into like, if you're into thrillers and just like weird, intense behavior movies, you'll enjoy this. If you're into the world of professional cello, you might not. Um, <laughs> Alright, but now, I want to kick it over to Shayna, because I want to know your interpretation of Netflix's What If. Well, it was the most interesting garbage I ever got to watch. It's one of Which those, makes it dumber. It's, it's one of those series where you can tell there was a lot of influences in... It's a soap opera. It's a That's soap opera. That's what it is. I call it an American telenovela. Alright, it's the story of Renee like Zellweger, who's a, uh, a wealthy socialite. Who, for some reason that we're, it's not not really too clear to us at the start of this at least, why she takes a uh, special interest in this bartender and his fiance. Okay, okay, I'm trying to in my head count how many people are in the ensemble cast, but like you said, like Renee Zoic is essentially the villain of the piece, um, and she through many machinations 
like manipulates the life of the main character, a young woman named Lisa Ramirez, and I can't remember her married name. I begin, I know what it is. It was Lisa Donovan. The, yeah. Um, well, it's this is just because, the A story. Yeah, because oh, that's not like just B, it. It's okay. a B, C, and B story. Oh, hell no. Yeah, yeah no, like any good soap opera. Yeah, because, there's also the story I love a good soap opera. Because um, the main character, like, we also meet, like, their, her immediate friends and family. Okay. Uh, so you got her brother, and his, um, her brother and his boyfriend. You have her best friend and her husband, who's also best friends with her husband because they work together because right. they're EMTs. <laughs> There's Anne and the guy at, um, who works for, for her. Names, yeah, her, uh, uh, her escape me right now. They've got her man uh, 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 Yeah, they. Yeah, he really was just like Alfred the Butler. Right. Uh, I, um, I loved it when he was like, "I pledged my loyalty to you." I was like, "What years?" <laughs> <laughs> the show. Right. I'm, I'm it's like trying to get all I'm my thoughts so together. So the prompt of the um, season essentially is they all get to have to play this game, and the question that you get to hear them ask each other is. Is it okay to have sex with somebody outside of your relationship? Whether you and your, whether your partner is cool with it or not, is it okay? Right. And so it's funny because the character Lisa, she outright is like, no, never. It's terrible. And of course, then she me. agrees. What? What's my company? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she exactly. Agrees. It's funny because as I was watching it, I immediately said yes, and I was like, oh my god. Is your husband there? Or just like it's. I told him I said it. He was he's giving me the side eye like, what? what, what he went carry this. Renee didn't look bad. Like, a hot older woman wants that. Yeah, okay. Especially, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Renee's, With Renee money. Zellweger in this show, they made her, like, I don't, I don't yeah. know what kind of super villain they, they took this inspiration from. She's got a plan in place. It's, a, yeah. it's such a it's convoluted like, plan. It's Batman level thinking, though. <laughs> Her plan is like convoluted, where she's reading people like chess pieces, and like okay. forty-seven moves ahead, she's there. It's like it's like okay, I predict that okay in four days they're gonna come to my door. I'm gonna have the maintenance guy forget his key card right there. Right there. He's gonna leave yeah. it on this corner because she comes in that door whenever she comes by. Right. She'll she'll be distraught though, so I want to make sure she can see it. So I'll put a stand there. This will inspire him to want to stand it up instead of look. What the hell? Who's thinking all this? It's like it's like okay, I predict she's Wait. gonna drive. <laughs> she's gonna drive this location, but not get out of the car, so I can have them at this mm. diner. I'll make a reservation mm -hmm. for every other table except this except one, so that, that they have to sit there. Yeah, like, yeah so, oh, right. so that means I also have to hire real, actors. There are plenty of people working there. Y'all have them all there. Thing. So real thing that happened in the show. So real stuff that happened in the show. Real thing that happened in the show. How about this? So she invites. Um, Lisa, to a um, she said it's an affair, but oh, it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah. essentially a big like get together so she can pick her new um COO, right? And so she brought all the candidates together to like a big, like spectacular flies them on a mountain, right? Just so a show of wealth. She told her, Don't bring your husband, of course, this type of brings her husband. And <laughs> but she knew she was she gonna bring her, she was gonna bring her. So, what she did, she hired. Her the husband's ex girlfriend Shut to up. work as a caterer, so that she could later blackmail him. Uh -huh. Apparently, he killed somebody for her and was hiding it. But he was gonna turn himself in. But then he met his wife and fell in love. And he's like, "Well, this will make up for everything." Oh, like that this would make me want to watch it. <laughs> that would make me want to watch it's it. Glorious trash. It's glorious trash. It's glorious trash. This is a real soap opera. No, this is like passions. I swear to God. Like dynasty. Have you like dynasty? In the B story with the brother and uh, his boyfriend, they, they, this they, develops into... They have into, a threesome with a go-go dancer. Yes, they do. Male or and female? Male. Oh, okay. And somehow... Uh, this this one That's random pickup in a bar. This one random pickup in a bar late at night ends up being the most morally sound figure in this whole show. Where he's he's just a dude who you know, hey, they put money in my g-string. That's how I live. Yeah. He's got like sound life advice. No, he's, he's there cool. guiding people through troubles. He's bringing random mushroom trips to their house, and then like, okay, now ride through. We're gonna we're gonna learn about ourselves. Like yeah. so, the oh, doctor yeah. dude, he's crazy, right? He's more than crazy. I knew it. I they, knew he was he, crazy. He I is, knew he was gonna go all what you call it, 
Which what's the what's the Glenn Close Jekyll movie? No, oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Thank you. Yeah, mm. It's 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 more than that. Like they end up finding his his previous um proteges. Okay. Oh, are they all and dead they, in a closet somewhere? No. But there's just a file cabinet. <laughs> no. there, there's just a file, file cabinet, cabinet he keeps of of random women he's ruined over the years. Oh, I'm sorry. What? That's right. Nice. And then and I because they, didn't, I, 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 I they didn't pick him. Did they? I specifically specify random Ooh. women he's ruined over the years, and you find out why that is when they eventually oh, get gosh, led I back to his mother, now. Oh, Lord. who has information on what of really she does. what he really is. Oh, and is he a psychopath? They, what he really is? That's that's a word. Is he a trans man? And then oh, when they, I hope not. and I then hope not when yeah. that ends up, when she gives them some really bad advice on how they can get him out of their lives, and then they don't listen, which, I mean, it was a lose lose situation. Following the advice would be terrible, but not following it, which is what happened, is still terrible. And then he ends up putting them in another more intense situation, and then you find out his motivations for everything, including his back. It is proper super villainy. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to do some really interesting stuff. Oh my god, this is such trash TV, but it's interesting trash TV. Then I'm going to be on the team like this now when I leave. <laughs> I'm watching this today. This was one of the, the most thing. disappointing like things I've seen on Netflix. I was I went into this thinking, okay, it's going to be like this anthology show, kind of like a, she's giving people these yeah, selfish I, choices left and right. The way it's nice sold. If it, that's what I thought. I thought that's so what if it moves from story to story each episode, yeah. Yeah. And I, I like a true anthology, right. and she was just the connecting character right. who showed up and jacked up people. Right. Because it reminds me of that um, anime, The Smiling Salesman. Um, mm. Which is called, which is about a salesman who gives everybody like what Advice, they want, yeah. but there's always a catch. And right. If they mess up the catch, everything is ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was sold kind of like a um, somewhere like a Fantasy Island meets Tales from the Crypt type setup, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, well, excuse me, a much classier, upscale Las Vegas type Tales. I from mean, the, crypt. the name So like is chewing the scenery hard though. Oh, absolutely. So well, she's good though. She no, no, is she's, playing. Also, to the, can I just say most of the characters in it look too young to be playing their roles though? Like, oh, they weird. all look like they're 23. And I'm like, how are you a doctor? Yeah, how well, are you a practicing okay, doctor? Okay, here, here's, here's what like, I didn't get to. They show the footage of their uh, of their high school graduation because mm-hmm. their 10-year reunion's coming up. They do not look like they're 28. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> it takes place 10 years after they graduated high school. Why is all the footage... It takes place today. But why is all like the the footage, all the video from and stuff? It's from the eighties. They've oh, all right. got like they've all got On big shoulders note. and like and oh, like. No. Maybe, no. maybe maybe it's supposed to be like the nineties no. as shown by Saved by the Bell. No, here's the deal. With those kinds, I think with those kinds of shows, see, here's where they got us. Because yeah. like you said, we thought it was gonna be something. This that's what I thought. I thought it was like a Sophie's Choice thing, and I was like, oh, then I got. I was like, what is going on? I can't get past two minutes. But when you start referencing. The past that is not your past. It makes them looking young even more annoying oh, to me. Oh yeah. See that like, would annoy me. Like they might be over, like close to some of these actors might be close to thirty, but two of them I remember from like the last season of Glee. Right. <laughs> Which drove me crazy. Oh, One of them because the dude that plays um Sean the husband, mm-hmm. he's married to um the chick who plays Supergirl. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, the the girl who played Maggie too. I looked her up because I couldn't get past how familiar her face looked. I think that's interesting. The, the, you they, because they were on the show at the same time. I know she married one of her co-stars. They were on. Look, Glee had. I, Glee was good enough that it had a diverse enough cast that if I see one white dude, I know it could only be one of four white dudes that were on the show. That's what you're saying. You're saying it was the, yeah, the football player, the, yeah, yeah. And, and the I did not love that show, but I will say that. And the girl yeah, who played Maggie, uh, oh, yeah. this, this is her, this is her first, I think, minutes, like, adult role. That's enough. Before this, uh, the last thing I saw her on, which is why her face looked kind of familiar, is she was the uh, she was one of the teenage mothers, one of the teenage um, uh, experiments in Orphan Black that they impregnated. Um, mm. So I'm like, she so she's she was like what 15 three years ago, and now we're supposed to believe she's Almost coming 30? up on her 10 year high school reunion. That's, like yeah, no, mm. like. Like, like the dude who plays the doctor, he was the, the the rebellious son from Brothers and Sisters. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like so. There's yeah, a lot of people like I, I recognize from other that. stuff. Yeah. 
But again, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, you're going to be crazier than him. Yeah, I just know it. I'm like, you're just going to be crazy. I see the crazy in your eyes even as we speak. That spinning whirl of crazy. The thing that really gets me is that everything in this is played so... Cartoonishly DG, like, high. It's all about the machinations, and it's yes. it's all about how there are no good people in this world. How about Lisa? Everyone you think is good? No, they're not good. She can't play reason, chess you know. as well. She thinks she can't. You can't dress them? No, Lisa. She doesn't play, play chess, chess as well, but she thinks she can't. Oh, yeah. That's she kept. She just took L's left and right. Oh, it was so like, it was like many. L's. And every time she was so close to getting, I was like, damn it! If you would just talk to your husband. Five minutes, uh, and yeah. you would have gotten all. So this, are we following her other? trying to? When you, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going yes. This is a binge so night. It's Saturday there night. Is, I will be there is exactly <laughs> there is exactly one legitimately good person in this whole in the whole. Kevin. I want to say for a season, but Kevin. then I then I come back to it. The sex worker. Actually, yes. you know, you're right too. The whisperer. Okay. And he, he he's he's borderline good. He's but um Avery. Mm. Avery, the assistant, who was um, like a second man in one of these uh, biotech companies that Lisa originally tried to sell mm-hmm. for a really good cancer-curing uh, concept too, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, I want to invest, but you know, we might get sued." And that dude, I can't remember. And who he and is. He's so the, familiar. Uh, Avery? No, the dude who played Avery's boss. In the oh, first I don't know. Like he's uh, super he's familiar like, though, right? He's like Richard Gere and um, and. Uh, this kind of look I, I don't know. Um, dude, this thing, this this hurts so bad to watch. <laughs> I, I, I would like so the 10 weird. hours of my life I, back. I watched and like I give it a hard four thumbs and a down. Half, and I was like, <laughs> I need a break. There were just better soap operas out there. <laughs> I mean, Dynasty on the neck. <laughs> I could have just bad. watched General Hospital. Just right, I just well, did the nurses ball. Everybody sings. Yeah, they had the nurses ball. It's like... Okay, so thumbs down because it's not actually a good show. But there's a tentative thumbs up because if you like trash TV, tentative thumbs up. If you like trash TV, you might enjoy this. Like because it is trash. It is just glorious. It is cheesy trash. It's it's somebody went into the back, reached in the dumpster, mm-hmm. took the lid out, mm-hmm. and they put some trash on it, and then they garnished it beautifully, it sprinkled it with some yeah. gold, and handed it to you. That's the kind of trash oh, I'm you, so it watching is. That, so if you like that mm-hmm. gold-dusted trash, then this is the show for you. There's a brandy snifter full of garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm never gonna watch this show, but I have a friend who I'm immediately gonna text after. Oh yeah. Like, hey, no. babe, I know you love the trash, so you should get this. I'm a friend. <laughs> like, I'll say I'd rather people watch this kind of trash than something like the Kardashians. So oh, watch this. Oh, yeah. I love trash, it's and I trash. do not watch the Kardashians. <laughs> I like trash that I like soap opera trash. I like me too. You like, have you have drawn me into this where I started to watch it but that's because I thought it was going to be like you said you know yeah, I wish it was like that now that I know that it's all about the planning of the banana peel and all of that I live for that Wow. Okay. so 10 hours tonight people because <laughs> I have no plan alright so that's, that's I want to thank you all for joining us on the Geek Down we are just about out of time I want to thank Cassandra Charles Jelly Lovey you know all those people. Say what the thing you promote. Oh yeah, heck yeah! I want to see you guys at Old School Game Show next Friday at Oberon Theater, 8 p.m. I will be wearing gold lame and something fantasy. I can't tell you what. And then I want to see you at the United Colors of Burlesque on July 18th. That's a Thursday, 8 p.m. at Oberon, and that is folklore. Come see some ELCs get down. All right, all right, all right. And also want to thank Ripley. Yep. Like Shana. Yeah, yeah. One thing, one thing. E Summers! Woo! Oh, we're gonna reach over. Yeah. Bam! Alright. Get it. And I want to thank you all for joining us for the action-packed, fun-filled episode. As always, you can catch us online at geek-down.com. Also, if you heard anything on uh, this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. And find us on uh, SoundCloud, geek-down. But do follow us on social media. Uh, Facebook slash The Geek Down, Twitter at The Geek Town. Find us on iTunes, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll catch you all next week, same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, represent the king <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.
Uh, jazz hands. Oh, jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun.